Hello everyone, this is Nina, and welcome to Everyday RN. On this week's podcast, I wanted to go over um, tips on how to become a nurse. With this current pandemic that we're facing, a lot of people find themselves without jobs, unemployed, um, the inability or difficulty to put food on the table for their loved ones. And so many people, I believe, will soon be going for a healthcare um, provider or worker career or job in the nearby future, I thought it'd be beneficial for me to sort of share um, things that you would need to know if you were choosing to pursue nursing. Um, Just coming from the perspective of someone who's gone through it um, and knows one or two things about what to expect. Um, The topic is very long, so it's probably something I'm going to cut into two different parts. I'll probably share part two next week, Um, but I kind of wanted to go over different types of nursing programs and what you need in order to get into a program. So this video or this podcast, excuse me, would benefit a lot of people who are um, novice very new to the healthcare field, nursing in particular, who have no idea um, what to expect. Um, Some of you may already understand the nursing area or healthcare um, field and be very familiar with it, and this might just be a refresher. Um, I may be able to go over some topics of things that you've never heard of before or hopefully able to expand on certain things. But of course, as always, if you have any comments, suggestions, topics, you know, questions, whatever, please feel free to share. Um, This podcast is being presented in different platforms, including Facebook, um, Instagram, and of course, through anchor.fm. So um, please feel free to share in any way that you'd like um, new topics or any questions that you might have um, regarding this topic. So let's get started. Um, Types of nursing, there are different types of nursing programs. That's what, one thing that's really fantastic about nursing is that it's extremely flexible. You can either go into nursing as a master's prepared nurse who already has a bachelor's degree in a different field, um, which I do anticipate seeing more people um, with that sort of uh, background. Or you can do it as someone who's never had a degree ever. and you can start off as a licensed vocational nurse. So you can start with nursing as a certification nurse. You can start with nursing as an associate's prepared nurse. You can start as a bachelor's prepared nurse or as a master's prepared nurse. There are so many details that I could go through um, discussing each different level and sector, but basically um, a licensed vocational nurse is beneficial for someone who either does not have a degree and is literally just looking for a foot into the door for nursing, or is for people who are new to the country, AKA you're an immigrant, um, or you just newly relocated here and you're looking for some means of an income to provide for yourself. Licensed vocational is great. It's a certificate. It takes no more than a year. The requirements to get into the program are maybe one to two courses. That's about it. 
and after that you're considered an LVN or a licensed vocational nurse. The downside for the licensed vocational nurse route is you are limited to the facilities that you work in. A lot of big name hospitals, large hospitals, magnet level hospitals, award-winning hospitals um, at this point have stopped hiring licensed vocational nurses and a lot of them have also stopped hiring associate um, prepared nurses. Some of you may know some associate prepared nurses in large hospitals. They were probably already, you know, grandfathered into the programs or into the into the hospitals. Um, so if you decide as an associate, you know, prepared nurse to apply, you may not be accepted. That's what a lot of hospitals have moved into. So a licensed vocational nurse, though you are taught skills as a nurse, you're not allowed to practice everywhere as a nurse. In addition, the skills that you're taught are limited. So while you might be able to manage patients, critically think, report to physicians, um, take care of the patients, and essentially, you know, you're not technically allowed to assess a patient without having an RN present and without having an RN do so first off. Um, you might be able to manage the care of a central line, something like a pick line for a patient, but you are not technically allowed to discontinue or remove that central line if the patient if there was an order to do so um so there are just certain limitations that come with an lvn but what's great about it is that it's a really quick it's the quickest way to get into um, the nursing field because once you have an lvn there are several programs out there that are lvn to rn lvn to bsn programs um, that take another one to three years, depending on what route you take, but will give you that RN license that you are seeking. So LVN is fantastic. I recommend it to anyone who's looking for a very quick, short way to get into the program. It really benefits a lot of like single mothers um, who need something quick um, in order to start working and, and providing for their families. So LVN is great. The next level would be an ADN, which is an associate's degree. You can find that in any community college. Most community college, I would say, have them. Um, and then you have a certain nursing programs that have them as well, um, like uh, programs I can think of here instead of Texas would be Galen, Chamberlain. Um, I think there's like a Dallas Nursing Institute program here. These programs are just designed specifically for nursing. Um, another one is called West Coast University. That's here in Dallas. And I believe they're in Florida or California. But all these programs can be found online. Um, and what's great about these types of programs um, is that the prerequisites are embedded into the actual program. Because with nursing, typically you take your prerequisites, which are courses basic courses that you need before you can qualify to apply for a nursing program. Most nursing programs require that you take these courses and then apply for nursing school. But for programs like Galen, West Coast University, Chamberlain, and such, these you get you apply for nursing school, you get in, and then you can start taking those prerequisites if you haven't had them already. So that's a really great Merge. A lot of people love programs like that because they don't have to worry about should I, you know, am I taking the right course? 
you know, this school requires this version of this course, but this other school requires this other version of this course. Do I take both? Do I appeal for one school to accept this other one? It can be kind of frustrating when you're looking at multiple nursing programs. So it's nice to find a program that will literally take you from the beginning, give you all the prerequisites that you need, and matriculate you into their nursing program. The downside about those programs is that they're extremely expensive. You come out owing, man, anywhere between eighty to 100000 depending on how long you've been in the program. Um, Their prices are a lot higher than a typical nursing program. But many people um, will still go to these because at the end of the day, their end result is to become an RN. So that's something to consider. If you choose not to do that, but you go the community community uh, college route, most times the community college will tell you to take your prerequisites, those courses that you need prior to applying, then apply for the program and you hope to get in, and then you go from there. That would be your journey. The program is typically two years. Um, that does not include the prerequisites. So prerequisites will take about a year to two. Prerequisites are typically two to six, maybe eight courses that you might require for an associate's degree. A licensed vocational certificate nurse would require between two to four, an associate's maybe two to eight um, prior to starting the program. And that does, and that takes, that could take about a year and a half, depending on if you, if you are able to get into the class and because remember, you're also competing against other students who are trying to take the same courses and does it work with this semester or do you take it next semester because it's not offered in this semester? There are many caveats to it. Um, so it takes about two years to complete the actual program, not including the prerequisites. And afterwards you have your RN after taking your, your license exam, of course, um, and then you're ready to practice. So that's an option. That's a really great option for people who um, maybe they're looking financially, they want an RN, um, but they're not wanting to go to the master's or bachelor level. They wanna go through their community college, which is just down the street from them or 15 minutes from home. And that's a lot more feasible for them. The associate's program is a really great track to, um, to get through. When it comes to your skill levels, you're just as skilled as any other RN, whether the RN got it through a master's program, a bachelor's program, or an associate's, you all have the same practicing skills. You're all RNs. Um, I would say the only twinge of a difference between an associate's nurse and a bachelor's nurse is that a bachelor's nurse takes more prerequisite courses or pre-courses prior to applying for the nursing program. And the bachelor's prepared nurse learns a research component as well. So now just going into about bachelor's program. Bachelor's program, unlike an associate's degree, requires your prerequisites of two years. So you will spend two years taking many courses. Prerequisites typically include, it's a lot of it are science courses because nursing programs want you to be science aware. You have to have a strong base in science. So for like an LVN, they require like at least one microbiology and maybe anatomy physiology. An associate's degree, you would require both an anatomy physiology one and two, um, and a microbiology and a pharmacology. And I'm just throwing out courses. These are typically courses that I've seen that are usually that you are required, that were required of me when I did my program. Some schools change and have different prerequisites and depending on your background, what you've taken and what you haven't taken, your prerequisites might be a bit different. Everyone differs. Um, 
And then with the bachelor's, you're taking it all. You're taking anatomy, physiology one and two, and that's after you've taken your biology one and two, chemistry one and two. You're required to take some sort of math, whether it's algebra, um, statistics, maybe calculus could qualify for a math requirement. You need a psychology, you need a human growth development, you need pharmacology, um, you need your histories. Your te- if you're in Texas, and a lot of my references are from Texas, so if you're from Texas, you need your U.S. history as well as your Texas um, government course. Um, you need your English composition one and English composition two. So you require more courses. It takes you about two years to complete. And when I say two years, I mean two years undistracted. That's false, uh, you know, spring semester, summer semester, fall semester for one year, spring semester, summer semester, fall semester for the next. That's two consistent years of taking courses as much as, you know, as much as you can fit. Now, for the working person like you and I, who's going back to school, that may not be feasible. You may not be able to take four or five classes in one semester and also work and take care of your family. So a lot of people end up spreading their courses. So it ends up taking you a little bit longer than those two years to complete. Um, and so for that reason, many people like to go the ADM route because at least you required less courses and you can spread it out, but it won't take you as long as it would a bachelor's program. But with the bachelor's program, once you've taken all your pre-courses and you've applied and you've gotten in and you've passed your program, you finish your program and you set for your for your exams. The great thing about a bachelor's program or bachelor's degree, which is what I have, is you're limitless to any area that you can work in. You know, I've worked in ICUs where they don't accept associate degree nurses. They've only encouraged bachelors and above. I've worked in hospitals where they've stopped hiring associate degree nurses and only bachelor prepared nurses and up. So if you have your bachelors, you have no, you, you know, no need to fret on whether or not you'll be able to keep your job um, because you know, I have an associate and I may not, if this hospital ends up getting magnet level or whatever they decide to change today, they may not want me as an associate's degree nurse to still work for them, regardless of how many years I've put in to this company. So bachelor's really gives you that confidence that, oh, I'm, as long as I do my work and I'm, you know, I follow my policies, procedures, rules, and things like that. I have no reason to worry about keeping and maintaining my status. That's a great thing about bachelors. You can work in any area in the healthcare field. You're qualified. You are able to move in different fields because as a nurse, people think, oh, as a nurse, you know, you're stuck in one area. No, nursing really does open up so many venues, areas. Um, You're able to work in different fields. Um, you're able to gain specialty certificates. You're able to specialize in different areas. You can have someone who comes in and works just on a typical med surge floor, taking care of six patients. And, you know, after six months or whatever, decide, hey, you know what, I'm going to transfer to the IT department. And you could be the nurse who basically um, watches our you know, online charting and how we're doing. And if we have a new computer system that's been updated, you could be that RN or that bachelor's prepared nurse who teaches all the other nurses in that hospital system how to operate this new charting system. Um, It's a wide range of areas. You can go into education. You can go into research. um, You can go into administration. There are different departments in nursing. Um, You know, if you get tired of wearing the scrubs and being bedside, you could end up becoming, you know, nurse manager or charge nurse, nurse manager. Um, 
DON, you can move into different departments. So nursing is very versatile, but having that bachelor's degree first is what allows you to be versatile. Any other specialty or any other avenue for nursing, such as LVN or associates, can be limiting. From there, you also have your master's. This would be for people who already have a bachelor's degree and are now going for an RN, but because they already have a bachelor's degree in something, they can go the master's route instead of getting a second bachelor's. So many people will get their bachelor's degree in, in whatever. They can have biology, um, communications, um, anything, anything else. Um, maybe that career faltered, maybe they weren't able to get a job and secure their job, maybe they were fired, maybe they were let go, maybe they were laid off and they've been laid off for a while and now they want to pursue nursing. Many people will go the master's route because they already have a bachelor's degree. Um, and as you know, and many people decide that because they still have the option of financial aid and they're able to utilize that to pay for their school. A lot of master's programs now are moving towards the accelerated version where basically instead of it taking you two years to complete a full um, RN degree, you're actually gonna take 12 to 15 months accelerated. So it takes you a lot shorter uh, of a time to complete your program than it would anyone else um, who did not have a bachelor's degree to begin with. So the great thing about this is you're finished real quick. I mean, expeditiously. I mean, that's 12 to 15 months. What somebody's learning in two to three years, you're completing it in 12 to 15 months. This, again, does not include the prerequisites. So what I'm speaking of is the actual nursing program, not the prerequisite. The prerequisites are always separate because when it comes to this, you'll have to complete prerequisites before you get into the accelerated program. And like the programs I mentioned before, like Galen, West Coast, they typically don't have an accelerated program because most people are just trying to get an RN degree. Accelerated program are really for people who already had careers or degrees prior to and are now coming back for a second degree. So sometimes when you're looking online and you can't find accelerated program, look for a second bachelor's degree or second BSN. That's usually how they it's worded. So um, what's great is you finish super great, super fast. You, I mean, you're done just like that. But the downside, which, you know, it's not really a downside for long, is that maybe the program was so fast you don't really recall a lot of information um of course you're able to pass your classes do well on them you're able to take sit down for the board or the NCLEX exam and you're able, able to take that and, and pass and move on but things move so quickly you know maybe you didn't learn or have the time to spend and really dissect a certain area that you found interesting but you have your license and that's the important part what many people say is that they get nervous about practicing because you know the program was so fast. But what I always encourage new graduates to understand is that you are never thrown into a situation where you have to fend for yourself as a nurse. Nursing deals with a lot of people, which are still majority women. So then that, there comes in that nurturing, teaching, caring sort of personality associated with it where you don't have to worry about being thrown into this field without knowing anything. They're never going to say, hey, you finished your nursing degree. Why don't you start taking care of this patient by yourself? Oh, no, it doesn't work that way. In nursing, we take care of people's lives every single day. So you will never be thrown into a situation without knowing 
what to do without being prepared. So you may have finished your program in 15 months, <laughs> but your training in your field will be extensive. You will take your time. You will learn. You will see. You will grow. Um, and in doing so, you'll 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 master your field. You'll master um, your specialty and figure out what you really want to to do and what you really want to specialize in. So those are the the main areas of nursing, main avenues. You can go through the LVN route. You can go through the ADN route. You can go through the BSN route. You can go through the MSN route. Um, it's important to know what works for you. It's important to know if you qualify for financial aid. That's really important because sometimes figuring out whether or not you qualify for financial aid will help you determine what program you can go into. Many people will find out they don't qualify for financial aid. Some people are new to this country and therefore are considered international students. And even if they do qualify for financial aid, I mean, they'll have to pay essentially out of pocket, you know, or maybe nobody wants to have loans. So you have to consider a program that you're that you can comfortably pay for while you're in the program. That's a lot of the reason why many people just go the LVN route because it's easier, it's cheaper, it's quicker for them. And they can use that to now, maybe once they've made enough money as an LVN and, and gotten to a really comfortable place, they can now go back to school and pursue an RN degree. Um, again, I just want to emphasize, you know, being a nurse, it's not something that you're born with. It's not, it's a calling for people. It's a calling for a lot of people, but for a lot of others, a lot of other people, it's not a calling. It's just a career and just a job. And I like, from my perspective, I like to say that, you know, you don't have to love people so deeply to be a nurse. You don't have to be the best person to be a really good person to be a nurse. You don't have to be the most caring person in your family to decide, well, that's what makes a really great nurse. Absolutely not. You have to be determined. You have to be willing to work hard. You have to be willing to show some kind of sympathy and empathy for another person um, who is not in the best state of mind at that time because they're they're not themselves. They're sick. They're not feeling well. They're, they're not their best. Um, anyone can do that. Anyone can show that characteristic. It doesn't require... Um, it's not something you're innately born with. So that's it's important to, for me to know that because many people will go into nursing who have never had a healthcare background, who have never been to the hospital, who have never you know seen blood, and may doubt themselves, thinking, "Oh, I I don't know what I'm doing here. I'm not fit for this." You are, as long as you're willing to learn and adapt and change. You're fit. You're definitely fit. Everyone can be qualified to be a nurse as long as they're willing to to learn and adapt um, to a different different scene, a different scenario. So there's a lot more to it. I'd like to talk more about um, studying for the NCLEX and what it means after you pass your boards and when you start practicing, what kind of area you should practice in and and what to look forward to as a new new grad. I will save that for next week. That will be next week's topic. Um, until then, my name is Nina, and thank you for listening to Everyday RN.